Welcome back to the show, my friends. Rights to film. And thank you for joining your host, Juicy, at Juicy Fruit Productions. The show discusses screenwriting, filmmaking, and music involved in film and TV. So let's go ahead and take a look at what's going on in the entertainment industry. Grab your drink of choice and sit back for this episode of Rights to Film. Today's episode in the Writing Camp series is about month one. I'll describe what my focus is and what steps I take to accomplish all these goals. But before we do that, subscribe to the channel, share the podcast, and smash that like or thumbs up button as it'll help us bring more spicy content your way. Also, donating to the channel will support the creative cause and give Juicy Food Productions the resources we need. Thank you in advance for your support. Now on with the show. Once again, this is about the Writing Camp series, and we are in month one for episode 16, and it's about starting your script. So we've moved from creating the outline, and I'll still go into a little bit about the outline, but what we want to do is start transferring some of those scenes from the scene breakdown into the script and start writing the script out. But before we do that, let's discuss the opening image the character development, and the first 10 pages. Beyond that, I have the outline and the script writing software that we're going to be using to write the script. The opening image is something that's very subjective. There are some guidelines to help people understand what that means. Sid Barrett's Save the Cat talks about an opening image as well as others, Truby, uh, Michael Haig, their information talks about the opening image, which is very important because that's going to be the hook for your audience or your reader to understand if they want to go ahead and keep reading or trash it. So here are some of the things that I think that should be involved in the opening image. You're going to introduce either protagonist or the story world or both. You can also introduce the antagonist as well. Sometimes the antagonist is actually introduced in the opening image and not the protagonist. So it just kind of depends on the story and what you feel is the best opening scene to go ahead and get the script going. It can also perhaps introduce the theme as well. So if you're writing a story that has a strong theme already that you have selected, you can also interject that into the opening image. It doesn't need to be there, but it can be there. The next thing is character development, and that's gonna have to deal with the action that the characters do, the dialogue that they speak, and what are their inner and outer motivation and goals. So we want to dive deep into the character development just a little bit. And one of the key things is we want to make sure that they're real people, relatable, something the audience can get behind and cheer or hate if they're the antagonist, for example. And what is the arc that they're trying to achieve throughout the story? So you wanna make sure that they start at a proper point in the beginning and work their way through the arc until the arc is developed or realized at the very end of the story or near the end. So the action that the characters take can describe a little bit about the character. Definitely, you're going to be introducing the character in the action lines. So your names should all be capitalized. And you should add an age in parentheses. And if you want to describe some of the clothes they're wearing, or maybe some kind of adjective that you can glean from looking at them. 
So you can tell if somebody's shy or if they're an extrovert or whatever. The next thing is the dialogue. So you want to give each character their own voice. Yes, you're going to be mostly writing from what you know and kind of the language that you speak, but you want to break away from that and look at each character individually, find out what is their background, what have they gone through, kind of looking at their dossier to understand their background. And that'll make you realize what kind of language are they speaking, what kind of dialogue, how do they speak, for example. So it also talks about kind of the location that these people are at. So uh, in case in point, a New Yorker is going to be talking differently than a person from California, for example, or Texas or whatever. And the third thing is the inner outer motivation and goals. So this is something that's going to be realized in your dossier. You want to make sure that these people have actual goals and that they're going to be either achieving those goals or they're going to be stopped. The next thing I want to talk about is the first 10 pages. First of all, is it riveting? Is it a scene that's going to set the tone of the story? And if those things aren't set, you're probably going to lose the interest of the reader right away, especially if it's on the first page. You can't just have boring stuff on the first page. You have to make it a little more enticing. It doesn't necessarily need to be action involved, especially if you have a rom-com or a drama. But it can include something that is actually riveting and is going to bring your audience or bring your reader into the story. And setting the tone of the story as well. So what I mean by that is, what is going to be happening is going to be looked at in a small microscopic way in order for the story to kind of stand out, be unique, whatever the case may be. So with the first 10 pages, there's not necessarily going to be just one scene. If you have the opening scene and it takes up all 10 pages, that's fine. It's a little long, but you probably want to stay away from using all 10 pages for the first scene. Give it a few pages and then cut to another scene. You can always go back to that introduction scene and finish it out later on in the story. So is the first few scenes key to laying down the foundation for the story? If not, then you should reassess what those first few scenes are doing. What's their purpose? If you're introducing characters, that's fine. But you need to also introduce the story. You need to introduce the story world, your setup, basically. So we're going to move on to the outline. And in the outline, we have the beat sheet. We have the scene breakdown. So the beat sheet is, again, Sid Barrett's worksheet on understanding the 15 different categories or 15 plot points that are going to be happening within a story. And that gives you pages that you should target. You don't necessarily need to be there, but you should be closed. And out of the beach sheet, if you remember from last week, it feeds into the scene breakdown where we're going to be adding scene headings and a brief description of the scene. So these scenes are the ones that you're going to be pulling out of the outline and plugging them right into the script. It may grow, it may shrink. You may find out that you don't need this scene. You may find out that you need a number of scenes because the pages that you have already established for the scenes that are there aren't enough to fill up that spot. So, for example, if you have one scene and you have 20 pages to fill that script up with that scene, it's not going to work. You're going to need other scenes to add to it. And then script writing software. Once again, I use Final Draft. 
and it's very helpful. I don't have to really think about anything. Just understanding what kind of script am I writing, pick the appropriate format, make sure I use the right spacings and stuff like that. If it looks odd, then there's possibly something going on that's not right. So even though Final Draft does actually format the script perfectly, you want to make sure that you're aware of what's going on as you're writing the script. If you're not using Final Draft, there are free software that you can use. I've used Celtics. I've used Writer Duet. I've used Google Docs add-ons. It actually has some script formatting add-ons uh, in Google Docs. And that's one thing, but that was a little hokey. Writer Duet and Celtics were a little bit closer. If you're going to use Word, you can set up Word in a template that uses a particular formatting that you need to set up ahead of time. So that's one thing that you can use, but you're going to have to understand Word and how to set up that template. The last thing I'm going to mention is the title page. You want to make sure that you present the title, present who wrote it, who created it. Maybe it was inspired or adapted from a book or inspired by some kind of real life event. If you're doing a biopic, for example, and then at the bottom left, you're going to add on the writer's or the author's contact information. Their phone number and their email is usually all you need. You don't need to add any kind of registration number or anything like that if you've registered the script with WGA or whatever. After you've written a script, you don't need to add that unless somebody asks you for it. You can provide that information at that point, but not on your script. So that does it for this episode of Rights to Film. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you being here. Juicy Fruit Productions brings you entertaining and educational content that hopefully you can use in your art and life and share it with others around you. And if it's your first time and you haven't done so yet, subscribe or follow the channel. We'd love to have you as part of the Juicy Fruit fam. Also, leave a comment let us know what you thought of the show or content you want to hear about next. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find all the links below in the description of the podcast. This is your host, Juicy, at Juicy Fruit Productions with Rob Entertainment Corporation. It's been a blast bringing you another exciting episode of rights to film i look forward to bringing more stimulating content in the future take care and have a blessed day this has been a rob radio network production check out our website at rrn dot r o b b e n t dot com. Thank you for listening.